הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש משבר ארצנו ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכוחמה רבנו נחמן ופגן נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם Behold, I've come with the scroll of the book which is written on my account. Written about me. To do your will. Etc. Etc. Let's see what Rabbeinu has to say. When a man is looking into and studying the book, inside the book. And any time he's seeing and studying within the book, he finds himself within it. What does it mean to find yourself within the book? Meaning that he takes it for himself, some sort of instruction, and he sees the lack of his lack of importance, his lowliness. He sees that he, meaning he's attaining true humility. He's seeing how low he is. Whichever place he is, no matter which book he comes across, no matter which book he's delving into. This is a sign that this man desires to do the Ratzon, the will of Hashem. And this is why it says in Tehidim, As Amarti, then I said, Hinevati migirat sefer katub alai. Meaning what? Hinevati migirat sefer katub alai. Behold, I've come. Bimigirat sefer, with the scroll of this book. Katub alai, which is written about me. Meaning what? Whenever I look inside the book and I see that it's about, like, that I see myself within it. This is a sign for what? To do your will, my God. I desire. I desire to do your will, my, my God. Meaning that whenever you're able to find yourself within the book that you're studying, this is a sign that you want to do the Ratzon of Hashem. When you begin to see your, your lowliness, how far you stand from holiness, how much you want to follow the instructions that are written in the holiness of this book, this is a sign that you want to do the Ratzon of Hashem. Okay, Mizrat Hashem, next Torah. Vegam Netzach Israel lo Yishaker. Torah Kufchabet. Also, the Netzach Israel, the victor of Israel, who is Hashem, lo Yishaker does not lie. Kizayadua, because it's known, Shemidata Nitzachon ena Sobelet Ahmed. The trait of victory, the idea to always want to be victorious, ena Sobelet Ahmed, it cannot endure truth. It doesn't bear truth. Because for even if a person clearly recognizes something as true, he'll push this away just in order to be victorious, to win. And this is very clear. Sometimes we'll try to win an argument knowing that we're false, etc. It happens, this is constant. But it's not true about Hashem, the same trait as man, meaning... That which is true about man, that we want to do this, that we push away truth for victory, is not true by God. This is only something applicable to human beings, flesh and blood, but not by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because Hashem, even within victory, He is truthful. He is not false. He does not endure false. He cannot bear falsehood. God forbid. This is why it says, that the victor of Israel does not... Uh, does not lie because even when Hashem is even when Hashem is victorious, he still 
Um, never lying. So, may we follow this trade of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Torah Kuf Chav Gimel. Haikar veYesod. The main thing and the foundation of everything. Shakol Talubo that everything is dependent upon this. By the way, this Torah is super, super important, super crucial. And all of Likut Moran, this is definitely one of the biggest pieces of advice as we're going to see. It's a very famous Torah with regard to Shavuot. Um, but Mizrat uh, Hashem, uh, an amazing, amazing Torah, something that we all have to really pay close attention to. So Rabbeinu says, Ha'ikar, the main thing, the main principle, and the Yesod, the foundation, that everything is dependent upon this, what is this? Attach yourself to the tzaddik of the generation. This is the main thing of holiness. And to accept all his words that he says as how it is. Meaning, that this is how it is. Everything the tzaddik says, accept it as this is it. Whether it's something small or something big, not to deviate from the tzaddik's words, left or right. And this is proven by the Chachamim in Sifri Parashat Shoftim. Even if the tzaddik tells you that the right is the left and the left is the right, etc. So what is Rabbeinu saying? He's saying, as brought down in Sifri, even if the tzaddik tells you left is right and right is left, you have to believe him. So Rabbeinu tells us, throw, from, throw away from yourself all your wisdoms, select that all, remove your, your mind. As if you have no intellect whatsoever, except for that, Except for that which you receive from the tzaddik and the rav of the generation. And as long as you still have any intellect with regard to yourself, meaning as long as you think of yourself as some sort of person who has intellect, some, something that you have, as if you think that you have something to, that is valuable within your own mind. You think you have valuable wisdom to share, valuable wisdom for yourself, valuable advice. You're not completely attached um, you're not perfect and you're certainly not attached to the tzaddik so meaning your intellect is not perfect until you basically throw away your intellect and accept the intellect of the true tzaddik Rabbeinu tells us that Am Yisrael at the time when they received the Torah they had great wisdoms they were very wise because those who served Avodah those who served idol worship at that time, their mistakes stemmed from their wisdoms, their analysis, their philosophies that they had that were very big. Kadu, as is known, brought down in the Holy Zohar in multiple places, this idea that uh, that we found Avodah that those people who found Avodah at the time was because of their great wisdoms and philosophy. As we see repeat itself today, uh, this Rabbeinu warned us that uh, in the final generation, um, no one's going to scream out like me and parch their throat like me over the concept of faith. That today people overlook faith 
and they always try to rely on logic and wisdom and this and that because that people fall into the greatest dangers that exist. As we know, Rabbeinu speaks about in Torah Ayeh, Yud Bet Likutem Rabbeinu speaks about this idea that uh, the greatest um, evil leaders that ever existed in history were only became who they were was because of their own wisdoms. And they tried convincing people that their wisdoms were were emet, etc. That um, they fell into their own philosophies. And if not, if Israel had not thrown away from themselves their own wisdoms, they would not accept the Torah at all. Because they would be able to deny everything. God forbid. And none of that which Moshe Rabbeinu did for them would have been effective. And even all the signs, the miracles, the wonders, the awesome things that Moshe Rabbeinu did before their eyes, none of it would have been effective. Why? Because of their great wisdom, they would have been able to deny it all. They would have found logical proof as to why this happened and why it wasn't a miracle. Rabbeinu said, because now also, we find heretics, who deny Hashem, deny God through their foolishness, their mistakes of and the mistake and their mistaken wisdoms. But Israel, the holy nation, they saw the truth. And they threw away their wisdoms and they believed in Hashem and Moshe is servant. Hashem also has to have Emunan in Moshe Avdo in Hashem's servant with Moshe. Through this they accepted the Torah. And this is why Unkelus translates in Dvarim, on the verse in, Dvarim, in uh, Sefer Dvarim, a foolish nation without wisdom. That is, This is speaking about Am Yisrael, that they are a foolish nation without wisdom. What does Unkelus say? The nation that received the Torah and did not act wisely. Because why? Is this fits perfectly into what Rabban was telling us. Because the essential reason or the essential accepting of the Torah was because of one thing. They did not act wisely. Because they threw away their own wisdom. For had they had their own wisdom, they would never have been able to accept the Torah because they would have denied everything. The only reason why they were able to accept the Torah was because they threw from the, away from themselves their own wisdoms, their own philosophies. And this is why it's in the verse, Am Naval, foolishness. In Naval, Naval, take the first letters of this phrase. You have Lamed Bet, which are the two last letters of Naval, and then you have Nun, which represents the Netivot pathways. Lamed Bet Netivot, 32 pathways. Which is, um, which generally encompasses the Torah. The Torah is encompassed in thirty-two pathways. And the Torah is the truest wisdom, or is the true wisdom. That next to the Torah, vis-à-vis -vis the Torah, all other wisdoms are completely nullified. That. The all-encompassing Torah is with regard to 32 pathways. The Torah is a representation of these 32 pathways. As we know, it's brought down also in the Arizal. So we see 32 times, I believe, Elohim in Bereshit, if I'm not mistaken, the creation of the world. 
32 times Elohim, um, to represent the 32 pathways of Chokhmah, etc., which is the Torah. The Torah being that the Torah, which is 32 pathways of Torah, Torah, uh, Chokhmah, sorry, the 32 pathways of wisdom, to teach us that the Torah is the true wisdom. And next to the Torah, no other wisdoms are worthy. So Rabbeinu tells us, this is why it says Naval in the verse. Foolish nation. Naval is Lamed Ben Etivo, 32 pathways. Because we accepted the Torah. Because we are unwise. This is Naval, the word Naval. Which represents the Torah that we just saw. Lamed Ben Why for the Torah is called what? Novlot HaChokmah HaElyona. It's brought down in the Midrash. Novlot HaChokmah HaElyona. An incomplete version of the upper wisdom. Come and see that now that um, this Targum, this, this Aramaic translation of the verse is in place and it's perfect. That it's an awesome wonder. And the entire world wonders upon this verse. Why in the verse when the Torah brings down the word Naval, Am Naval, a foolish nation, does Ungerus translate a foolish nation as a nation de Kabilu Orata that accepted the Torah? One has nothing to do with the other. We see that Ungerus writes Veloch Hakimu, they did not act wisely, which is consistent with the verse in Dvarim, in Sefer Dvarim, it says Veloch Hakam, they were unwise. So Ungerus writes Veloch Hakimu, they did not act wisely. Okay, great. That's the Aramaic translation. But Am Naval, a foolish nation, he writes as a nation that accepted the Torah. To be honest, the two things are up. It has nothing to do with one another. Where does Unkirus get this idea of connecting it? So Rabenu says, now this, what we just mentioned, is a beautiful explanation as to why the world wonders about this. And it's an answer to this. Because the truth is, how did Unkirus translate that, get from a foolish nation to a nation that accepted Torah? Where did he connect these two ideas? But now we can understand and see how sweet these words of the of the unkelus are. Why? Because we see that naval foolishness is a play on the words lamed bet netivot. These thirty-two pathways, which represent the Torah, as we said that the Torah are the is an incomplete version of the upper wisdom. Novlot hachokma leona novlot play on the words naval lamed bet netivot etc. We see that uh, these 32 pathways um, is klaliuta Torah. It's a general encompassment of the Torah. It's a general encompassing of the Torah, sorry. So we see this idea that Naval represents the Torah as Rabbanu teaches us. And the only reason why we were able to accept the Torah was why? Because we were we threw away our wisdoms. The essential avodah, the essential service is what? To be wholesome and upright. To fear Hashem and to remove yourself from bad. Try the best to do. Try the best of your ability not to do bad. To serve Hashem without any wisdom. Shlomo the king upon him be peace. Though which is written about him by that he was wiser than all of man. That he Shlomo was the wisest man. Amar it says also. That Shlomo Amelech writes about himself. What does Shlomo Amelech write about himself? And which the Torah says, or in which the Nevi'im say, that Shlomo Amelech was the wisest man of all. What does Shlomo say about himself? 
I am more brutish. Um, um, I am more brutish than a man. And I don't have the understanding of man. I don't have bina, and I'm like a bar. I'm completely rid of this aspect of intelligence. Shlomo Amalek is writing. And Asaf also writes in Taini. I'm like a bar. And I have no wisdom. I have no knowledge. Like an animal I was with you, Hashem. And it also says in Mishlein, in Proverbs, there's no wisdom, there's no understanding, and there's no counsel before God. Meaning, before Hashem, don't try to be the wisest, as Rabbanu writes in Sikhot Who are you trying to pretend to be so smart and so intelligent before Hashem? And it says about Hashem, that Hashem has brought down in the writing of the Ari, in the Chaim at the beginning, Rabbanu brings it down to, to teach us the final idea. Sikhot he, he, he elaborates on this, that why do we try to be so smart and try to be so intelligent? Hashem is ultimately simple. As it says at the beginning that there was Ochbashut. There was simple light. Um, that before Hashem created the world, all that was is that there was Ochbashut. The simple light of Hashem. So we see here that Hashem is ultimately simple. So why do we try to be intelligent? We should emulate God. And how, do, how, how do we emulate God? Acting in simplicity. And Rabbeinu says the essence of simplicity and the idea to walk wholesome, to walk a wholesome pathway with God is what? Accept the words of the tzaddik as if you have no wisdom at all. Because the tzaddik knows what it truly means to walk in the pathway of Hashem. So when we throw away our wisdom and accept it, and have emunah and Hashem and Moshe, his servant, then we're able to accept the Torah. So Bizrat Hashem, may we do that. Torah Kuf Chavdalet. Bizrat Hashem, Shir Mizmor La Matzer. Shir Mizmor, a song, a Mizmor to La Matzer. To the uh, victor, Lam to the Netzach, to the one who is victorious. Zamru limishi minatrin otov esamech. It's in Psachim. What does this mean? It brings this verse in Teinim, or it brings this idea of Shir Mizmor Lam And in Psachim, like Psachim, it says that this idea of these three types of song, Shir Mizmor and Lam sing to the one who is defeated and rejoices. Zamru sing limishi minatrin otov esamech. Sing to the one who is defeated and rejoices. So let's see what that means. To the one who is defeated and then rejoices. Rabbanu is going to tell us an awesome chidush. When a person speaks before Hashem, he does it bodedut. And he expresses himself in conversation with arguments and bakashot requests. This person who is speaking before God wants to, wants to beat God, wants to win. Wants to be victorious over God. And Hashem has great enjoyment from this. This is why God sends this man words. So that this man can beat Hashem. So that this man can be victorious over God. So that God can receive this enjoyment, this pleasure. Because without this, meaning without this assistance of Hashem sending us the words to pray properly. It would be impossible for man, and, uh, for blood and flesh, um, for flesh and blood, for us, for, for us people, to be victorious over God Himself. But Hashem Himself sends and arranges this man so that he should have words, arguments, claims to be victorious over God. An awesome, awesome inyan that Hashem 
is um, literally wants us to beat him in arguments. As Rabbanu expand, uh, expands upon in Tzichot Aram. Kuf Rafre, Torah 125. Moshe um, told Am Yisrael, eat today, the day of Shabbat, for the day of Shabbat, Ki Shabbat, for Shabbat, Hayom Lashem is the day for God. Okay. And the Chachamim learned from this verse, as it said in Gemara Shabbat, that a person is obligated to eat three meals on Shabbat. For it says in that verse, in the verse we just mentioned, it says the word Hayom three times. So we see that for every single meal of Shabbat, of the three meals, it's written Hayom, three times Hayom, one for each meal, so one Hayom for the first meal, etc., etc. And what is that coming to teach us? To teach us what? That a person should not eat the Seudah of Shabbat except only for the sake of the day. So Rabbeinu is going to expand. Sometimes we eat actually because we are so hungry from the day before. Sometimes we eat so that we should not be hungry tomorrow. But actually of the three seudot of Shabbat, the three meals of Shabbat, we have to eat each meal only for that day, for that meal itself. Meaning not because we aren't hungry, because we are hungry or because we were hungry um, beforehand or hungry after, etc. No. Because the meal is commanded upon us, we eat. Meaning this meal isn't because of what happened before or afterwards. It's for right now. Rabbi Nathan says this subject, I did not hear from Rabbeinu's holy mouth himself. Only from the mouth of someone else who heard it in his name. Who said it in his name, sorry. Who was there. And I wrote it the way I heard it. Afterwards, it was arranged from Hashem that Rabbi Nathan saying, I spoke with Rabbenu about this idea. And he, he, he himself expressed hesitation on this and said, Surely the eating of Shabbat is very, very precious. It's brought down in all the words of the Chachamim. That on Shabbat, one specifically needs to increase in eating and drinking in many delicacies. And I understood that Rabbeinu's intention in telling the Torah that we just explained above about eating for that moment and uh, not because of yesterday or the day after, etc. That Rabbeinu's intention wasn't to say to minimize in the eating of Shabbat, God forbid. And the main intention of what Rabbeinu was hinting with, with regard to this Torah, what he was explaining, he did not explain to me at all, Rabbi Natan said. Because I did not merit to speak with him more with regard to this teaching. Only afterwards did we hear from his holy mouth so many different lessons and teachings about the subject of the great holiness of eating on Shabbat. That it's very precious. Rabbeinu explicitly said that a person on Shabbat needs to increase in eating and drinking in simplicity. 
in its simple meaning, meaning just to eat and drink more. Because the, the food of Shabbat, the eating of Shabbat is entirely godliness. Remember that Rabbanu was makbid to eat on Shabbat. As he told his students once, um, even this you guys can't fulfill. Even the simple idea of eating a little bit extra on Shabbat, you guys can't fulfill. Fulfill it. Because on Shabbat, the main thing is the holy, the food of the uh, of Shabbat for its entirely godliness, Chaban was telling you. Kula Kodesh Vechule. It's entirely sanctified, completely holy. Look at Torah 57. That the essential honor of Shabbat is within the eating of Shabbat. Look over there and look in many different places. Um... Mishnat Chasidim, etc. Also Negidu Mitvah, according to the Arizal, etc. These different places. Bazor, Bechamel Komot, Shibhua Chavraya, Torah Kuf Chavav, Torah 126. In the Zohar, Bechamel Komot, and many different places, Shibhua Chavraya at Rabbi Shimon Bajochai, when the group of the students of Rabbi Shimon praised their teacher, Rabbi Shimon, Itad is brought, Vaile Darakad Sistalek Puk Ayan Vetishkach. What do they bring when they praise Rabbi Shimon many different places? They say these words, Vailedara, woe to the generation, Kadzistalak. Woe to the generation when you, Rabbi Shimon, pass away. Pukayan go analyze and you'll find these different um, places. There's uh, many different uh, sources for this. And this is why it says in Shemot, Shavad Vainafash. He rested, um, he seized Vainafash and he, and he rested. So what does it say in the Gemara Betzah? Shabbat v'yinafash, depending on what Shabbat v'yinafash. Shabbat, now that it's Shabbat, Kevan Shabbat, now that it's Shabbat, v'yavda nefesh, v'yinafash, v'yavda nefesh. Woe for the loss of the soul. Meaning what? Hainu, shemechamat godel atahanuk shen nefesh etehash b'shabbat, because of the great pleasure of the additional soul that one receives on Shabbat, alken matchinin techel itgakel v'techel avedat ha-nefesh b'mot ha-shabbat. Because we have so much simcha for the fact that we receive an extra soul on the Shabbat Kodesh, therefore immediately, because of the fact that we're reminded we receive this extra soul on Shabbat, we begin to long and to pain over the loss of the soul that occurs on Saturday night. The same is true of the students of Rabbi Shimon because of the great pleasure and enjoyment that they receive from their teacher Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. The holy tzaddik, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Therefore, immediately they began to long. And immediately arose upon their hearts the pain of, what, of uh, when the passing of their tzaddik, their rav, would be. And in any place, Rabbanu says, where they pray, when the Chavraya praised Rashbi Shimon by Yochai, it's over the fact that he revealed to them an awesome teaching, a, in a, a wondrous secret. And you'll find that afterwards, Rabbi Shimon by Yochai, after that they would praise Rabbi Shimon, he would give them more novelties in Torah. Okay. Torah Kuf Chavzayin. Habgadim him besoda chashman. An awesome Torah, very applicable. Something we have to put in practice. Habgadim and besoda chashman. The bgadim, a person's clothing, is the secret of the chashman. Shehu chashman are sort of angels. 
Rabbeinu expands on this in many different places. Look in the Zohar, the writings of the, uh, the writings of the Ari, but specifically the Zohar, Pardes Kaimonim, etc. The idea of the Chashman, Shehu Shmira. What is a person's clothing? It's Chashman. What's Chashman? Shmira. It's a person's guarding. It's a person's um, guard. It guards a person. Therefore, Rabbeinu said the person should be a person's clothing should always be complete and perfect. and not torn. A person should not have ripped jeans or etc. Not wear things like this. Because actually, it damages one's protection. And uh, a person's clothing makes claims against him if he was not capable. Uh, careful in guarding them to honor them properly and to um, um, reinforce their cleanliness. Meaning, a person's clothing is actually an ed, a test, uh, at, um, what, um, will actually testify against this person if he did not guard them properly. As Godel uh, Azarazot, the great, um, the great um, subject of being careful about a person's clothing is to guard a person's clothing from stains as well. All this idea of guarding a person's clothing and uh, guarding from stains, etc. Making sure a person's clothing is clean all the time. The real thought behind this is uh, look in Torah 29. But Rabban was explaining that a person's clothing is actually a person's protection. And this is the idea of Chashmar. The angels of the Chashmar which are chash and man. They speak and they're silent. It's a very deep Indian. Okay. Last Torah for today. Kuf Chavchet. Itag Bagmara, Bagmara, Itbron Nagmara, Inyan HaYetzer Ha'Avera, with regard to the Yetzer Ha'Ra of sin, with regard to the evil inclination to sin. Danu Shel Ta'avat HaMishkar, specifically, what Rabbein was telling us, is the desire for sexual desire. Okay. Kachlin Hu Le'ene Ushvakuhu. We see the Gemara Yoma. That what happened, what they do to this desire, they blinded its eyes and let it go. Nimtza, uh, we find. Look in the Gemara over there for the more explanation, by the way. Rabbeinu expands on, he, he goes further and he says, What? We find. Even though they blinded this evil inclination for sexual immorality, nonetheless, it still remained. This is why we find sometimes with upright people, um, with a few upright people, that because the fear of heaven is touched in their heart, that it, it reaches their heart, that this man uh, was Yirat Shamaim. He lowers his eyes and he does not look at women. And yet, nonetheless, sometimes he sneaks a peek. Um, and he takes a sidelong uh, side glance. Like almost like automatically from behind. It's not even, uh, it's like uh, subconsciously. And this is the aspect of what it says in the Gemara. They blinded its eyes and let it go. That he blinds the eyes of the evil inclination. Um, which, meaning what the evil inclination wants him to stare at this woman. But he blinds the eyes of the Yetzirah by preventing himself from looking. But yet, nonetheless, Yetzirah still remains because he uh, surreptitiously takes a sidelong glance. Yeah, because even though he has no no interest in looking, 
and he uh, he's an upright person and keeps his eyes below. Nonetheless, it's an, like uh, something that happens almost out of his control. Kil um, as if it's a, it's like almost it just occurs for him. And uh, this is the idea that as brought down Gemara and Yoma that even though they blinded the Yetzirah's Yetzirah's eyes of this sexual desire and let it go, nonetheless it still remained. And this is the idea of why this happened to some people. Rabban was telling us, maybe be guarded from this tava more than um, more than ever, Bezrat Hashem, and uh, really guard ourselves completely um, from uh, tava niuf and all the tava to regard to this Bezrat Hashem. That's it for today. Next time we'll start with Torah. Kuf Chavtet.